We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another episode of Outside the Trenches. The Chiefs pick up the 33-27 win over the Miami Dolphins. They're in South Beach to move to 12-1 on the season. And Nick Leckie, that is the fifth straight AFC West title for the Chiefs as they wrap that up here. Pretty special run for the Chiefs. We always talk in on this show about not skipping checkpoints and all of that kind of stuff. But a big win for the Chiefs today, even though uh, it was kind of a wild ride for a lot of fans. Yeah, I, I didn't like that game. I really didn't. It was like at first it was looking bleak, and then it was like, okay, I got this. And then the McColl Hardman, ball security, and then like I feel like if, if McColl if wouldn't have fumbled, they would have scored there. That would have just cast any doubt inside of Miami's minds that they had a shot to win the game. But you let them. You gave them some hope, and they almost yeah. took advantage of it. And we're going to talk about that and a lot more because, again, it was a, an emotional roller coaster for a lot of Chiefs Kingdom on social media. It's becoming one of my favorite things to do uh, with my YouTube TV that we broke down last week, which just kind of follow along on social media and try not to get tipped off on plays. But uh, the Chiefs Communications just tweeted out that it was also the 10th straight road win, which is a franchise record, which is also pretty amazing to think about 10 straight road wins. Big time for the Kansas City Chiefs. But again, thank you for tuning in to Outside the Trenches, presented by our good friends at Jack Stack Barbecue. If you're looking for a great meal for your family, whether it's during the week or on the weekend, try jackstackbbq.com. And if you're so inclined, if you like wings, if you like burn ends, you like pulled pork, their world-famous hickory pit beans and that cheesy corn bake, then go online to jackstackbbq.com. Find the Outside the Trenches special. When you check out, put in trenches, then the number one and zero trenches 10 to get you 10 bucks off. That's just $50. Take care of your game day deeds. That's carry out only, but it is on the weekends as well. So Nick, what is your number one takeaway? We always come in with two topics. That's going to be the, the segment of this. And before we get into the super nerdy stuff that I like to talk about and not just calling out fans for that roller coaster of emotions that they were displaying on, on Twitter, at least from what I was following the game, what was your top takeaway from what you saw uh, from the chiefs win over the dolphins? That uh, that teams are going to try and play that that how New England played the Rams where they looked like they had like five five guys on that line of scrimmage and then uh, one linebacker and kind of uh, kind of disguise everything from there whether you're, you know you're blitzing or whether you know you're going to drop back into coverage so kind of give Mahomes one look uh, and then kind of like he's got to figure it out on the fly so they're going to got to be prepared for that going forward. Yeah. Besides that, up front, I know there was a Mike Remmers was out. They saw Durant, the the undrafted free agent from Mizzou. What do you see up front from the guys? Um, unless it's really 
really bad. Uh, I don't necessarily notice things right away. I'll see it like on the replays of like really good plays. I'll try to look away from the ball to see what may have sprung it. But what did you notice up front from, from the offensive lineman? So I think early on the pressure, and, and it's kind of what we talked about early on in the season, is Mahomes drifting backwards in the pocket uh, early on, and that was putting a lot of stress on those tackles. So they really weren't getting worked that bad, uh, Rammers or Fisher. It was just the fact that, like, Mahomes was setting back and then drifting backwards. And then you notice that was, like, the first quarter, and he was getting sacked and pressured, wasn't able to get anything going. Once he started stepping up into the pocket, you know, I think the, those front interior three uh, really ha- had it had him nice and stonewalled at the line of scrimmage. They was able to step up, make those throws, go through his progressions, everything like that. Yeah, I think when it comes to the offensive line, you talk about the pressures and all that, but where people are really going to get annoyed is when it's third and one and fourth and one and you can't pick up that yard. And I saw on, on social media and I got to text him because I'm going to I'm going to say a little bit of something. Uh, it may have been Sam Mellinger. I think Tom Martin, uh, my coworker at Let It Fly Media said something too. We're just like, if you're going to run up the middle on third and fourth and one, like we've seen this, they can't do that. It's like, try something different. And it's like, well, if we try a pass, he doesn't complete it. He's being cute. Or if we try like a trick play or one of those like, you know, <laughs> window dressing pre-snap and it's like, oh, it's a trick play. Like we can't have it either way. And we've talked about this on this show as far as the offensive linemen, just from a skill skill set point of view, Andy Reid needs linemen who can move. He needs guys who can move laterally, who can get out and do those angle routes and some of those screen things that they like to do. It doesn't always lend itself to a mauler who can just pick up that one yard. Maybe I'm just making excuses for these guys. I don't know. That's probably what's going through your mind because you've got to be thinking pick up a yard, just get the damn yard. It doesn't matter who's in front of you or what your skill set is. If you're an offensive lineman in the NFL, you got to get a yard. Is that what you're saying? You can't you can't win them all. I think I think the past couple of weeks, you know, they're able to pick up in the four minute offense. They're able to close out games using the run. Uh, Miami was super stout today, especially when it came yeah. down to that time where where everyone in the whole world knew Chiefs were about to run the ball, and it was unsuccessful. It really was, and it's not really what what the Chiefs have been doing is, is getting sh- they haven't been getting shut out in the run. So this was like an anomaly where they won the past couple weeks, and this week they just do not run it. And this is a different Miami team with Tua uh, at quarterback. I mean, they look really good without all their superstars. Yeah, I was gonna. I made the the point during pregame radio that I do with one hundred and one the Fox, and I, I made the point with them that you know I was I on draft night I was like actively rooting for the Dolphins to take Tua because I didn't want him to end up at the Chargers. And then the Chargers <laughs> got Justin Herbert. The Chargers got Justin Herbert. And I was like, oh, that's fine. And then he's yeah, like, the whole good. time I was like, you know what? I was I was publicly saying I I like Tua more than I like Herbert. And you can't make that judgment after like six games and Herbert was doing awesome. But we saw a very we saw what makes Tua great today. And Tony Romo made the point. He knows where to go with the football. When he's got a one-on-one, when there's pressure coming, he knows how to move around it. He's accurate. He's got a strong arm. If they give him some weapons, he's going to be very, very good. I, I Tua is legit. That's going to be fun to watch the AFC East for a while with Josh Allen and with Tua. And with all those guys out there and uh, and making plays, it's it's going to be fun to see them battle. I'm glad the Chiefs were able to pull it off. But Nick, the one point that I wanted to make uh, in these games, and not to get too far into the weeds yet, and we'll come back to some of the more basic stuff. But we talked about this on the old show um, that during the Chiefs' second half of the season run last year, where they kind of all put it together, the defense started stepping up after that game in Mexico City. We saw what they could do where it was like a full team game, but it wasn't just Travis Kelsey making plays. It wasn't just Tyron Matthew picking guys off or Frank Clark picking up sacks. It was the, I don't want to say role players. Cause they don't 
that's disrespectful in my in my way to call a guy. Not, a not really. Player. Not really. Not really. You have no, a role, gonna, and your role is not a starter, so you are a role player. Okay, but role player guys like Tershawn Wharton, guys like Mike Dana, guys like Rashad Fenton. That when you send the house and Tua steps up, and then as soon as he stepped up, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like yeah, if you send the house, if you send the house and the quarterback steps up and there's nobody, he's got time. It's like there's one on one, there's zero cover, like there's nobody back there. And if there is, they're 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 in a uh, tricky situation to step up and make a play. So uh for the Chiefs to do that and for Rashad Fenton to bat the ball up and for Tyron Matthew to pick off uh Tua for his first interception of his career, I think he had eight eight touchdowns or nine touchdowns and no picks at that point. Uh, that was a big time play and Rashad Fenton hasn't gotten enough credit. So it's the Mike Dana, the Tashawn Wharton, the, uh, the Rashad Fens, those guys who don't get enough credit when it's all said and done. And you look back at the Super Bowl season and everyone's like, Oh, well this guy was an all pro and that guy was an all pro and Travis Kelsey broke the <laughs> led the league as in receiving as a tight end for the first time in NFL history, which is very, very likely um, to be a storyline. I should say for the next couple of weeks, his D- DK Metcalf's playing right now. He has to have what I think Travis ended up with 136 yards. So DK Metcalf needs 131 yards at during the game that's going on right now as we're recording uh, in order to do that. So um, we just lost Nick. So in true outside the trenches fashion, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep talking and we're going to have Nick just hop right back on here. Um, but the other issue I'm having to let Nick back in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's get him back. There we go. There we go. People in the audio have no idea what's going on right now. But we're not going to edit this. We're not going to edit this out. We're just going to keep rolling. Uh, but it is obvious that we are recording this right after the game because this whole time I'm talking about DK Metcalf and Travis leading the league and DK Metcalf's got 300 yards. Everyone's like, BJ didn't know what he was talking about. No, but I think – you, you need those other guys to step up. We saw McCole Hardman step up and make plays. Not that McCole Hardman is a role player on any other team in the league, but on this team with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins, saw him make plays. You need those other guys to step up. It was great to see Harrison Butker put together a second great week, um, stepping up and making some big kicks in this one. And then also for the rest of the special teams for McCole Hardman, uh, it was funny they showed Chris Lammons making that block. Um, they kept showing on the hill, and the, the guy on the sideline, it was Rick Burkholder, <laughs> hitting him on the head. <laughs> Tony, Tony Romo and Jim Nance made a, uh, a point. It was like, oh, he's going to throw his shoulder out when he's doing that. I'm like, well, it's a good thing Rick's right there. Like, that's yeah, the, no kidding. Talking to him. But uh, those are, that's my one takeaway from this game, Nick, is that at the, end of the, at the end of the thing, at the end of the year, when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl for back-to-back years, first time in almost 20 years, everyone's going to give Travis Kelsey credit for doing something no tight end has ever done. They're talking about Patrick Mahomes being the greatest of all time. And all these guys are going to get Super Bowl rings because all of them deserve it. Because in the moment, we're sitting here talking about Mike Dana and we're talking about Tershawn Wharton and we're talking about Rashad Fenton. They go win the Super Bowl and you say it's going to take everybody on that roster. It's because of days like today where it took everybody stepping up and making plays for them to pull it out. And that's why it's a team game. That's why they all celebrate together when they get the Lombardi. But no, I mean, when you're playing that, like the complimentary football, uh, that's what you need. You know, early on, it was that the defense was rescuing the offense. And then, you know, second, third quarter, it's the it's the offense just saying, hey, here we go. Let's turn it back on. And and then special teams make it an appearance. I mean, it takes everyone. It, it takes everyone to get this done. And if you look at the special teams, uh, on McColl's punt return, you know, you, you, you'll see the, the block, the one kickoff. But you see Willie Gay. Willie Gay leading the way on that. And that's what I like to see is guys who are starters on defense – you know, getting their hands dirty and playing special teams. And I think that's the advantage of having Dave Tobe as your special teams coach is because, you know, no one's in that, in that special teams meeting jacking around. It's not a fun time. 
it's like, hey, this is an actual third element of the game that we need to be prepared for and that we are prepared for. Yep. Again, we are breaking down the Chiefs 33-27 win over the Miami Dolphins to move to 12-1 and on the season to keep pace with the Pittsburgh Steelers for that one seed, but also with the win, picking up their fifth straight AFC West division title. And Nick, I know I remember from my time covering the Chiefs that they had never won three straight division titles. And that was a big deal two years ago saying that, hey, the Chiefs for the first time ever had won three straight division titles. And now to do it five straight years uh, just shows a level of dominance within this division that we never seen um when it comes to just straight win loss records straight winning the division uh we've never seen a stretch like this and it's just another reason that uh that Andy Reid's going to go down as the greatest coach in in Chiefs history and one of the greatest coaches in NFL history it absolutely will too and then and like you said too this is a golden era of Chiefs football we got three guys in their prime as well too and it was showed today I mean it's still mind-boggling how Tyreek Hill can get behind defenders like he is that quick and we are, we are spoiled rotten and Kelsey lost someone today. Um, oh my God. Beautiful. Oh. oh, so beautiful. Oh, it's just, it's yeah. unreal. I love the offensive player of the year talk for Kelsey. I love it because he's doing yeah. things that no, no tight end has ever done, but he finishes with eight catches for 136 yards and one score. Mahomes finishes 24 of 34 for 393 yards, two touchdowns, and three picks. And I like the point that you made earlier. It's funny to see people on social media that aren't watching the game to see the three picks. Like, oh, Mahomes has an off game. <laughs> he threw a couple. One was uh, – both of them were high. One of them went off the receiver's hands. And the Xavier Howard one was just an absolute beast of a play. Like, yeah, he wasn't a great throw, but, like, bad game. Like, come on. Yeah. Not the bad game for Mahomes. Like – we are way too spoiled and entitled to deserve him right now. If we're at that point already, like, come on now. Uh, it's it's nice. I mean, it's nice. Just like I said, just take a step back and realize what we have right now in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, just three guys in our absolute prime. And it's just, it's unreal. So only thing you've got to worry about is Tyree Kill's right hamstring, right? Hopefully that's nothing. And hopefully you it's know, just like, being too quick. I like Mo, Mark Borichter saying like uh, – Tyreek Hill grabbing his hammy like that is the same thing the DBs do when they like they yeah, get, get or they don't score. He's like, he got, somebody actually caught him and he was like, "You didn't catch me. I'm just a little lame. I'm just coming up the little lane." I always watch for that too. If a DB gets burned, if if they're if they're getting like their their foot like rotated up where they're like they're stretching it out after, it's like, "Oh, it's my my crap. My my calf was camp- cramping. I didn't get beat. I was cramping." All right, now I got to ask you the the million dollar question that fans have been at. Were you ever worried at any point during this game that the Chiefs were not going to win? I was. I, I really was. I think. I think there was a there was a point where where I, I'm a realist. I, I don't believe in momentum. Don't give me that. Real, I'm a realist too, and I, I was a realist no. believing there was zero chance the Chiefs were ever going to lose that game. No, I, I don't get cocky ever. like that. I don't get cocky like that because that, that that's how you lose games. I, I never do, and you've always got a chance so you don't. I think McCole Hardman. Uh, that could have been a huge turning point. Um, yeah. They, they could have went up 35-10, and you know the, it could have been just out of reach then, but they didn't. And you gave Miami some hope and they almost came back and did it. I mean, at the end there, it was kind of like, eh, cause I'm, I'm a guy, seriously, I need to be in kneel down formation, victory formation before I'm like celebrating a win. So that's just me. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not celebrating the win, but I'm not worried about the loss. It's not like when the chiefs are up 13 and they, the Miami's driving, even if they're in the 25 and the chiefs, they're like, are you worried? I'm like, we're up 13. <laughs> like, no, I'm not worried right now. Like, come on now. But I will say, the, go, going back on the Tyreek thing, because I did see one other point, that maybe he grabbed his hand because he forgot to stay in bounds. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> that would have pretty much iced the game right there. Um, yeah. Uh, Brandon Kylie made that point as well. So I don't want to steal it. I didn't see it from him, but it made me laugh when uh, he grabbed the hammy. Um, putting that together. Maybe that was the reason why. Uh, but again, Chiefs 33-27 win and moved to 12-1, and one, uh, giving those beautiful memories from South Beach and the and the Hard Rock uh, Stadium and all that from going down in Miami. The the site, Nick, of my last ever game working. Oh, in man. That's awesome. That, I think that was uh, one of my last regular sheet or my last game, too, was in uh, in Miami for the Super Bowl, too. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. We and, can and, share that. We share aw. that. That's uh-huh. awesome. Super Bowl l- l- last yeah. time. That, that, that's awesome. That was that's your so last cool. game too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. The last my game last you year. ever played was in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Besides the preseason next year, but that doesn't count. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't but, realize you did the preseason the next year. So, last yeah. real football game, real football game real. You ever played was the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yes. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, it was Great. fun. Well, you know, it's, you know, well, well, and I think too, you know, it's funny too, is I was on some bad offenses before New Orleans. And then when you're on a good offense, you know it, you have confidence in it. And and I could not imagine the confidence level of this Chiefs team, like knowing like, okay, we kind of dicked around in the first half, you know, whatever. And then you come out three plays, 75 yards. I mean, it's minute 10. And then you get the, the special team score right afterwards. I mean, that's a lot of confidence and that's a lot of confidence and it's so cool to see. It really is. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're right. I got an injury update on my phone. I made a last minute fantasy football switch in the playoffs. Okay. I took out Debo Samuel and I put in Chase Claypool. And I just got a push notification that Debo Samuel exited with a hamstring injury. So I'm sorry. I'm not happy that that I benched him, uh, but I'm not happy. I I dropped Drew Locke uh, this week. Ah, That's all right. It happens. It happens. He's inconsistent. He's young. I just don't want to. Once he started sh- like doing the shush motion to Arrowhead, you don't okay. do that. You don't. He's a hometown. Do he's hometown man. He's never thrown a touchdown against the Chiefs. Like you don't talk trash. Like, you got to earn it before like you talk dad, trash. I like his family. I like all of it, but shushing your people. Yeah, you don't do the, that. The position you got to earn that. Facing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I like that. I well, they don't have to play. They don't have to play Chiefs again. So they're good. They really don't. They really don't. Yeah. yeah. Once the pressure's off, you can go out there and kill it. Um, Absolutely. So, That's what it is. All right, so let's put a bow on this one because there's a few different takeaways. We we both texted or mentioned before we started recording that Frank Clark uh, got back in the mix, and I uh, went on my 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 rant last week about you know leave Frank alone. Like, oh yeah. You can do whatever you want. Actually, you know what? People say whatever you want, but don't question um, his effort, his attitude, what he's trying to bring to the table. You question the production. That's fine. Um, but no guy I'd rather have in there in those situations and no guy I'd rather have in that locker room. Same thing with Tyron Matthew. It's great to see him get that pick, get his sixth of the season. I think he's third in the NFL right now, uh, trailing Xavier Howard, who I think had his ninth. Uh, just made an absolute beastly play. Jeez. I remember talking to coming into this game, the strength of that – Miami Dolphins team was their defense. That was second best scoring defense in the NFL coming into this game at just 17.7 points per game. And again, it's, it's Byron Jones. It's Xavier Howard, Eric Rowe. That's the strength of that defense along with some of those guys up front that can get after it. Christian Wilkins being one of them. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba has been playing really well for them too. So um, a good win for the chiefs. And even though Dolphins 
that was a tough game. I should say this too, because that was tough for the Dolphins losing Kyle Van Oy, like mm-hmm. within the last 24 hours, the leader of that defense, Miles Gaskin, the running back they lost. They really needed him. You saw really nothing with DeAndre Washington uh, as far as something that's going to make the Chiefs defense worry. So, uh, Nick, as the Chiefs get ready to head into next week, and we, uh, are, again, we're recording before the Steelers play. So not sure how that one turns out, but that's going to be a great game. Excited to watch that one. But uh, what are your just overall takeaways from this game as the Chiefs look to uh, turn the page and get off to next week? Uh, they're making red zone picks a habit. It, it wasn't, the play wasn't in the red zone, but Matthew picked it off. I think about like the, the 20 to 25. So, so red zone picks now, like in December, late night, November, it's becoming a habit where, where, and I've been on those teams where, you know, play with guys who, you know, could, could return, return interceptions back where you almost expect it. And then, you know, just something magical in the air where, where they expect it as well. And, and then they get extra precautious and, and then, you know, that slows down teams going forward. So uh, it'd be interesting next week, you know, we've got to go to new Orleans, a uh, very tough spot to play in normal times. Uh, I don't think it'll be as difficult to play, but glad they're able to make Miami that weather could have been an issue early on and uh, not looking forward to it. So it'd be a, a good matchup versus New Orleans. You know, it's be a huge matchup. Versus yeah, New the, fighting, the fighting Taysom Hills. That'll be yeah. interesting. Face a, different, <laughs> face a different kind of guy as they're taking on the Eagles right now. I was just checking that score. It looks like it's 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. Again, completely dating ourselves and <laughs> useless on the podcast. Yes. It's just not live. Uh, but again, we appreciate everybody for listening. And again, during this holiday season, continue to pay it forward, feed it forward. Uh, if you want to do that with us, uh, if you notice people in the community, if you know people in your neighborhood or you know schools or wherever, people are going above and beyond for other people in the community. Uh, shoot me a tweet, shoot Nick an email, however you want to get a hold of us. Let us know cool things that are going on. And we'll send some Jack Stack barbecue to those people as a thank you from you to them uh, for what they're doing to make the community a better place. And again, that is all brought to you by our friends at Jack Stack barbecue. And again, cheese kingdom. Thank you all for listening, for watching and continue to support us, subscribe to all the different channels at Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you want to watch the show. Um, our fearless leader, Justin, nice of him to pop in in the last 30, <laughs> the, the last 30 seconds of the episode. And if Justin is listening to us right now, we'll bring him on for a final take. So it looks like he's there's action. We're going to give Justin playing among 10 us. more seconds. He's got 10 seconds if he wants to, to give his take of the Chiefs win. I can see some action with his little thing inside here. Here we go. Justin, do you have any takes for us? Let yourself in. There we go. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. What what takes do you have for us as we close out this very short episode of Outside the Trenches? What takes do I have? Um, Cowboys do well. Were you worried? No, I wasn't worried. The only thing that kind of... um, I wish we'd have done more is when we need like just ground and pound yards. Like I, I know Hilaire can, can get the job done, but like, I feel like when you're with three minutes left trying to just run down time, running between the tackles, you can use Le'Veon Belmore just to be like a little bit more elusive. Or if you need to just power through between the tackles, then I feel like you can also get that job done. Um, whereas like Hilaire, when, when you know they're, when the, they're packing the box, cause you're, you're trying to run out of time. Uh, just seems like sometimes he just gets bounced down like in the backfield and that can also be part of the offensive line. But, um, no, I was never worried. Like who's, who was ever really worried when you, oh, yeah, no, you Nick was. <laughs> of all the people, I didn't expect that. I didn't yeah. expect you to be a worrier, Nick. 
I am a warrior. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I know they're super consistent, but still, I was worried. I was worried. It's a good Miami team. And they were missing a lot of weapons. They were yeah, still. They, I don't know who I was talking with in, in our office, but at the beginning of this year, I said Miami is going to be a top five defense. And they have proved yeah. it. And it's that's a good team. Like, give them a couple yeah. of years and they'll be contenders. We're saying that AFC East is going to be a lot of fun, Justin, with Buffalo doing what they're doing with that young roster mm-hmm. that Brandon Beans put together. Uh, oh, yeah. Some young players up there. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. But uh, we appreciate everybody, uh, again, for tuning in. Thanks for Justin for popping on here at the end to give us his final takes. Uh, we appreciate you for supporting Outside the Trenches, and we will see you next week after the Chiefs take on the New Orleans Saints. That one is going to be big time. Until then, we will see you next week. Peace.